0: God bless you for being in the house of the Lord tonight. I didn't realize I was going to cause such a fury and get so many people so uptight as I have sensed in this media fast that we're about to go on. If I wasn't mistaken, I would think some people are about to die. Amen. I'm not picking on Brother Jay tonight because Brother Jay, just being honest, I felt a whole lot of folks sucking air when I said something about doing that the other night. As a matter of fact, the last time we did this, there was a person, they don't even go to our church anymore, but they made the statement to somebody that they weren't going to do that. They're not a part of our church anymore, so I don't know if that has anything to do with it, but I wouldn't want anything to have such a hold on me that I couldn't lay it down. And folks, whether we want to believe it or not, that little thing we carry around in our pocket that rings and and, and demands our attention has a hole on us that we need to get rid of. Now, I know some of us, you know, you've got to do business and all that, and I have a feeling that some people are going to find business to do just so they can use it. But whatever the case, I I am... Believing that God is going to bless our endeavor. And I am hungry for that tonight. My heart hungers for an old-fashioned move of God. Amen. My heart hungers for worship that comes more than just from our lips, but from the very depth of our being. Amen. I heard some of it tonight. I heard some, I felt some of it tonight. Some of us realize just how good God has been to us. And there is just something in us that we have to praise Him. We have to worship Him. I choose to be a Christian. I choose to worship Him. I'm not being made to do that tonight. I'm doing it because I have chosen to do that. Hallelujah. Anybody here choose to be here tonight? Oh, yes, Lord, I I could have been somewhere else, but I choose to be in the house of God tonight. If you have your Bibles, I want you to turn to the book of Revelation chapter 4, and I'm going to read verse number 1. Well, I'd rather have Jesus than silver. Our goal, oh, I'd rather, I'd rather have Jesus than have riches untold. Oh, I'd rather, I'd rather have Jesus than anything this whole world affords. Today, anybody feel that way? Oh, i tend to be than to be the king of the vast domain and be hell held in sin's dread sway. Oh, yes, yeah, Lord, I'd rather have Jesus. Than anything this old world affords today. Amen. I feel that way tonight. I feel that way tonight. Revelation chapter 4. And verse number 1 reads like this. After this I looked, and behold, a door was opened in heaven. And the first voice which I heard was as it were of a trumpet talking with me, which said, Come up hither, and I will show thee things which must be hereafter. Come up hither, and I will show thee things which must be hereafter. I want to talk to you tonight about going to the high places. Amen. Put your Bibles down. If you have one with you, join hands with somebody and let's pray right now. Father, for the next few moments, would you give me the ability and would you give me the words to speak to this church? God, would you draw the attention of every person that's in this building? Calm our children, Lord. Bring the attention of every person in this place. The focus, Lord, of your word and your will for our lives. God, I'm asking you right now to minister in this place and somehow, God, speak in a word and in a way, God, that we cannot refuse and we cannot turn away from. Bless in the name of Jesus, we pray. And everybody said, Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Let's clap our hands to the Lord and let's give him praise one more time. We live in very troubling times, and I don't have to tell you that uh, every day seems to be a new experience. We live at an in an all-time high for low living. We live in a time when base things and vulgar things and trashy things are Elevated and presented as if they were classy or the thing to do. When I look at the trends of our world and especially our country, I wonder how close we may be to a Sodom and Gomorrah experience. When I witness uh, states establishing and, and permitting and encouraging and and justifying behavior that is contrary to the will of God, it troubles me. We live in an hour when, uh, I hate to say it, but when low things are promoted at high places and at high levels. Everywhere we look, almost every billboard that you look at suggests something or passes something By you that will only take you downward it will not lift you up as much as they would want you to think that it would revolutionize your life I don't know anybody hooked on alcohol tonight that's better because they drink I don't know anybody hooked on drugs tonight that's better because they're hooked on drugs. I don't know anybody that's living a promiscuous life that is better because they live a promiscuous life, but we live in a shameful day when low things are peddled at a high level, but what troubles me more than just the world in which we live, what distresses me Is that oftentimes there is a high level of low living among God's so-called church. I wonder tonight, does there, is there anybody in this building that gets tired of dealing with just pure trash? Anybody ever get tired of just dealing with crud and junk and nonsense? I'm looking forward to the next month. I, I, I know some of you are looking about as forward to it as a trip to the dentist to have a tooth pulled, but I personally am looking forward to the month of September. I, I'm looking forward to laying some things aside. I, I, I'm not pointing my finger at you alone. I am possessed and I am obsessed with the same gadgets and the same things that obsess your life. And I find myself more and more spending more time doing those things than the things that really matter. I find myself absorbed and caught up in a world that connects me with so many people at so many places all in one moment. And I... I can be in contact with a half a dozen people and and they can be in in a hundred different places and I am able to touch them in some way. But I'm looking forward to laying some things aside. I'm looking forward to getting in tune with the Spirit of the Lord. I'm looking forward to finding out what controls my life. Amen. I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to regaining some control over my life. I'm looking forward to it because I believe that it is going to result in something wonderful and fantastic for this church. And I realize like going on a diet or starting an exercise program, the hardest part is getting started. The hardest part is that first day to the gym. That hardest part is putting the book down and quit reading about a diet and actually start pushing stuff away from the table. Uh, I know that we don't like to talk about that, but spiritually we all need times when we lay aside all of the junk and all of the things that clutter our life and get our minds and our spirits in tune with what God is saying and with what God is doing. I believe tonight that it is often a struggle to get started. But all of us, will be we will be glad that we did. And I am convinced tonight that every person that will genuinely lay some things down this month and say, you know what? I, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to be on that. I'm not going to use that. I'm not going to be a part of that. I believe that all of us are going to be glad that we did when we get through. Amen. Brother J.D. was telling me the other night that the last time that we went on a media fast, he quit going to Facebook and he said, when I got through with my month of fasting Facebook, I decided I didn't need Facebook any longer. And he said, I'm not connected there anymore. Now, I'm, I'm hoping for some miracles around here. And I'm believing that God's going to do some miraculous things around here. But I am dead convinced tonight that if some of you can lay aside Facebook, we're going to have revival like you can't even imagine. Hallelujah. Oh, yes, I know it's a way to be connected and there's a lot of good things that could happen, but they don't. Most of the time, they don't. Can I remind you of something tonight? That when hell is at its worst, we as the church have got to be at our best. And I believe all of you would agree with me tonight that hell has pulled out the stops. Hell has Put out the bars and has laid aside all of the restraints and hell is in, according to the Bible, it is in an enlarging process. But if hell is going to be at its worst, then the church of the living God must be at It's best. We will not, we will not see what we need to see and we will not experience what we need to experience unless we're willing to do something about our own personal condition. Will you not turn me off tonight? And will you not tune me out? And will you not label me as an alarmist? But will you receive my word as a word from the Lord? When God got ready to speak to John and to show John things to come, He had to invite him to a higher place. He said, John, you cannot see what I need you to see on the level that you are presently living in right now. You cannot receive what I want to give you. You cannot understand what I'm going to say to you. You cannot hear what I'm going to speak and you cannot understand what I'm going to do where you are living right now. And so the Lord invited John. He said, I want you to come up hither. I want you to come up a little higher. I want you to get into the place. I I want you to elevate your life because that elevation is going to bring revelation and it's going to bring revival in some measure. There are some things that we just aren't going to see until we move up a little higher until we get out of the low living and we get out of the low confines of carnal thinking and we get rid of low standards in our life and low expectation and low desires. I'm tired of playing church like peanut shoots at a target. I remember reading the comments of peanut and and Charlie Brown would, he would take his bow and arrow out in the backyard and he would... He, he would aim at the fence and he would shoot the arrow. Then he would go over and take a marker and he would draw a circle around that arrow. When you live that way, you don't have to worry about whether you're on target. I'm tired of life like that. I'm tired of having life on a lower level when God said, you can come up here. I've got some things I want to show you. I've got some things I want to give you. I've got some things I want to reveal to and you can't receive them living where you're living. That's why we need a month of fasting media. That's why we need a month of laying aside gadgets and trinkets and toys. That's why we need a month off of the computer and off of Facebook. That's why we need a month pushing away from the table every once in a while and saying, you know what? Today I'm going to seek the Lord because there's a higher place that god wants to take me to and i have got to go there hallelujah i want to get rid and put away of the low desires it's time that this church went to a high place and began to pursue high things far too many of us live by the least that we can live by too many of us live among the shadows And far too many of us live in the low places of negative thinking and carnal appetite and things that only degrade and lower I believe that God is calling us to higher things. We need to go to higher ground tonight. Too many dangers reside in the lowlands. The predators inhabit the valleys. The predators inhabit the shadows. The predators inhabit the darkness of the low places. You just can't find those things on the high mountaintop. You can't find them because they don't know how to exist there. You know what I'm hungry for? I'm hungry for this church to go to some places where some things do not exist. I'm hungry for this church to go to some places where certain spirits cannot live. I'm hungry for some things to happen where certain predators cannot find us and they cannot make uh, their way there because they cannot live in that kind of high altitude. Hallelujah. Let's go to the high places. Um, there just aren't many po- foes in the heights. There aren't many foes in the high places. I want us to elevate our living. Number one, I want us to elevate our values. I want the month of September to be a month when we reassess our values. What really is important? What really matters in life? What really matters to God? What really matters about life and death? I remember just a few months ago, one of the great uh, books that hit the market was written by a pastor on the north side of town and it has taken our world by storm and it simply was a book about if you had one month to live what would you do if you had one month if you only had 30 days of life left how would you live those 30 days and he turned that into a bestseller. I've often thought God what would our life be like tonight if we knew This was our last service. What would our life be like if we knew this was my last week? This was my last month. How would I live? What would I value? What would be important to me? What would I put my life into? What would I sink my teeth into? What would matter to me more than anything else? God, I want you to help me to elevate my values. Because I will confess to you tonight. I have valued things. I have made things important in my life that really aren't important to God. It doesn't matter what kind of house you live in. It doesn't matter what kind of car you drive. It doesn't matter what kind of clothes you wear. What matters to God is whether or not on the inside everything is right. Whether what's on the inside is clean and pure and whether what is there is in tune with God, I want us to elevate our values. And when we elevate our values the second thing that will happen is that we will elevate our priorities. Uh, when we get what is important right in our life, then the next thing we will do is we will get what is number one in our life. We will know what we need to do above everything else. What is the priority of the day? The priority of the day is to seek the Lord. The priority of the day is to walk with God. The priority of the day is to know what God is saying. The priority priority of the day is to know what god is doing the priority of the day is to know where god is wanting to take us that's the priority and when we get our values right when we get what is important right in our life the next thing that will come in line we will have the right priorities and we will not get them mixed up and somebody said amen When we write, when we elevate our values and we elevate our priorities, the third thing that's going to happen is that we will elevate our standards. What we expect in life. What we anticipate in life. God. Forgive me tonight For coming to church Sometimes like I come And it doesn't matter if God moves or not It doesn't matter if we sing right or not It doesn't matter if we pray right or not We just go through our little ritual We go through our little routine I'm tired of that I want my standard to be elevated I want a greater expectation I'm looking for some people And listen to me folks If you don't want it you just let me know because i'm in a place in my life when i'm ready to find somebody that wants that that will say you know what god i want something better i want something greater i want something higher i want something stronger i want something more spiritual i want something more powerful i want your hand upon my life hallelujah hallelujah I want there to be an expectation that comes to us that when we come into the house of God, we just believe something's going to happen tonight. When we come to church, we know that somebody's going to get the Holy Ghost. How long has it been since you really came to church expecting somebody to get the Holy Ghost? How long has it been since we really came to church expecting somebody to have a miracle in their life? I'm not complaining to you church, and I'm not here to beat you up. I'm just saying that there's a voice from another world that's saying, come on church, come up here. I've got some things I want to show you I've got some things I want to do for you I've got some things I want to give you hallelujah until we start living by a higher priority we will continue to struggle with certain things we will fight the same battles we'll be plagued by the same issues we'll struggle with the same spirits until we decide I want to go higher I said, I want to go higher. Some of you aren't listening to me right now that need to be listening to me. Hallelujah. Amen. Until we decide that we're going to go up higher, you're going to fight those same demons. And if you're not careful before it's over with, the demons are going to win. The devil's going to have his day. He's going to get the upper hand. But I'm tired of that. I'm sick of that. I don't believe I have to live like that. I believe God has something more. He said, I do have something I want to show you, John. But I can't show you. You can't receive it down there. Come on up here. I want you to elevate your life. There's some battles I'm tired of fighting, church. There's some issues that I'm tired of dealing with that there are something, there are some spirits that I'm tired of wrestling with. And I know that I'm wrestling with them because of the level on which I am living. And I am fighting those issues because of the level on which I am living. And I am battling those things because I am not willing to go up higher. Somehow, some way, something has got to be stirred in my spirit that said, you know what? I'm ready to go up. I'm I'm ready to climb higher. I want to elevate my will. I want to elevate my values. I want to elevate my priorities. I want to elevate my standards tonight. Hallelujah. There's a price for living too close to the shore. There's a price for living too close to the edge. I've told you this before, but it is a story that has forever stuck in my mind. And I... Ever so often, I go over it again. Several years ago, when one of the hurricanes came through and did so much damage, way before Ike, many years before Ike, a storm came through and did so much damage on the Gulf Coast. There were families that owned property down there, and they went to the state level to fight, uh, to have their homes rebuilt and all of that. And I remember, it was I believe it was right after Jim Abbott had been put in as the Attorney General of Texas. And uh, I personally have met the man. He is a wonderful man, great Christian man. But the, the, the ruling came to his court. And uh, after all the evidence was presented and all of the case had been laid out before him, He made a decision that those people who had chosen to live that close to the Gulf had to pay a penalty for living there. That there's nothing that they could do as a state to to mitigate the laws of nature. They couldn't stop the hand of God. And if God so chose to work in that way and redefine the shoreline, they could not stand and tell them, Okay, you own part of the ocean and so uh, w- when they argued some of the homeowners they went up in smoke they got so ballistic and, and they complained and they bellyate, and they whined. And I'll never forget his response. He made this statement. He said, well sir that is the price you have to pay for living too close to the shore. There's just a price that you're going to pay for living on the edge. Illustrated over and over and over and over again. You know what I've learned? I've learned that some people are an accident waiting to happen. I've learned that there are people who are an affair waiting to happen. I've learned that there are people who are sin waiting to be committed because they live on the edge. They live as close to the world as they can. They live as worldly as they can. And then when something happens and they fall, they can't believe what has happened. Hear me tonight. God is calling us to higher ground. He's saying, come on up here. Lay it aside. Lay it down Put it away Put it behind you If you will make a commitment to come up higher God will begin to do some things in your life That will astound you Hallelujah He said come up higher Come up to this place And I will show you Amen We need to put our foot down About some things We need to take a stand We need to take a stand for some things and we need to take a stand against some things. And God will help us to take that stand. We need to put our foot down. Amen. We need to put our foot down and say, you know what? Not in my house, not in my backyard. Not, not not in my family, not, not in this church, not in this youth group no no we 're not going to have that kind of stuff no no we 're we're, we're not going to live like that we 're not going to have those kind of attitudes. We're not going to have those kind of feelings. We're not going to have those kind of spirit. No, sir. We need to put our foot down. And we not, not only put our foot down, but we need to put our foot down on higher ground. We need to say, you know what? It's time to elevate. It's time for this church to go up. It's time for this youth group to go a little higher. It's time for our young married couples to go a little higher. It's time for our seniors to go a little higher. We need to put... Put our foot down on higher ground. Hallelujah. If we could get a little higher, I believe we could see a little more clearly. And we could see what God is wanting to show us. Let's go to the high place of of faith. I want to see some miracles around this church. More than, than than. Than anything else I I want to see the miraculous work of God Not only that I want to expect the impossible When people come into this place And they, they have impossible situations I want them to feel like They have come to the right place I don't want them to come to our altar And then when they get through praying Leave here and feel like You know what They're not what they say they are This isn't what they said it was Have you ever wondered what people think about this church? They read that sign that says greater life. A man, I I told him the name of our church the other day. He says, greater life. Oh, I like that. Greater life. We see it. We read it. We hear it. It doesn't mean anything to us. But do we really understand that this is a place where greater life can be found? This is the place where the life that Jesus said I want to give, the life that is abundant, this is where it ought to happen. Oh, yes, friends. We need to elevate our faith. We need to elevate our expectation. We need to look for the hand of God in this place. We need to get the high place of worship. Not about a song and it's not about a rhythm, but it's about a worship. It's coming into the presence of God and offering Him the praise that He deserves. No matter what we're singing and no matter what What anybody else is doing My priority Is to worship the Lord And to give Him honor and glory My job tonight Is to find a way Whatever way that I can I want to get into the presence of God I want to get into the presence of God I want the hand of God on my life I want the hand of God touching my family I want the hand of God touching my children I want God's presence in this place. Hallelujah. 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 Worship comes from the words worth and ship. He is worth. And he is honorable in all things. Let's go to the high place of spiritual enjoyment. Amen. And I, I know that I am preaching to myself tonight, but sometimes it would do us good to look in the mirror and see what we look like because we don't look like the happy people we say we are. Amen. We don't look like the happy people. I want to go to that high place of spiritual enjoyment. I want to be the kind of happy people God says we are. I want to be the kind of joyous people that God said His people ought to be. I want to be the kind of singing people God says that we ought to be. Amen. I want there to be a genuine smile on my face. And more than just a smile, I want there to be be something that radiates out of my spirit. Some, I don't mean that you have to go around with a plastered smile, but there ought to be something radiating out of you. There ought to be something coming out of joy and gladness and, and happiness and, and, and goodness. There ought to be something coming out other than the complaints and the moans and the cry and all of the negative. There ought to be something more than just me belly aching about what's not right. There ought to be something coming out of me that said, God, you've been so good to me. You've been, oh God, I can't stand. I, I can't just stay here and not worship you. I can't come into this place and not make a joyful noise unto you. Let there be a singing in the soul. Let's go to the high place of thought. Oh, that's a thought. Let's go to the high place of thought. Let's go to the high place of thinking what we dwell on, what we allow our mind to dwell on. Let's go to the high places of experience. Let's go to the high places of life because God is calling us and He's saying, come on up here. If you want to see what I'm ready to show you, you're going to have to come up a little higher. I believe that's what the month of September is going to help us do. I believe it's going to help us climb a little higher. God said, I've got some things I want to show you. I've got some things I want to do for you. I've got some things I want to give you. When we do, when we do come up higher, He's going to show us things. The things that we desire. Things that He desires to give us. The work that He performs in our life is going to be revealed. And the miracles will begin to flow. Church, how about it? Let's go to the high places. Let's, let's climb up. Let's bring ourselves to an altar. and Let's lay ourselves on that altar and say, God, this is where the sacrifice begins. This is where it begins. It's me. I remember Brother, Brother McCool, Brother Greg McCool, When he came here the last couple of times, he sang or done that poem about Indian Joe. I love that because it speaks. It just it speaks to my soul. Indian Joe came and he brought everything he could think of to the altar, trying to impress God so that he could get the favor of God. He brought his best blanket. He brought his best horse. He brought his best knife. He brought all the things that were valuable to him. All the things that he thought that should impress God. And God didn't accept any of them. He wasn't impressed by any of them. And then finally in desperation, Indian Joe just comes to the altar and he lays Indian Joe on the altar and says, Here God, Indian Joe gives you Indian Joe. That's what God wants. He, He doesn't want our stuff. You know what? God doesn't care if you're on Facebook or not. He doesn't care. Well, He he does care if you're putting the wrong stuff. But God doesn't care if you own a computer or you own a phone or you don't own one. That's not what interests God. What interests God is what we put on the altar. And what I have to put on the altar before anything else is this guy right here. And it's been a long time since I've been on the altar the way I need to be on the altar. I don't know about you but I'm hungry to put myself back on that altar. Amen. I'm hungry to get back into that spiritual gym where God can do something in my life. Amen. Anybody here ready to go? Anybody hungry to go to the high place? Praise God. Would you just stand with me right now and let's lift our hands to the Lord? Oh God, I love you tonight. I'm hungry for those things. I'm ready, Lord. I'm ready, Lord. I'm ready.